1: Welcome back in. Did you know the Supreme Court of the United States decided in the Janus case that government employees cannot be required to join a union to get a government job? They cannot be mandated to pay union dues. It's true. In fact, the Ohio Press Network has reported several incidents in this last year wherein employees had to file lawsuits in order to protect their rights to work without union interference and funding. The Freedom Foundation has been educating workers since the Janus case. They've created optouttoday.com. Go there. That's optouttoday.com and see just how simple it is to enforce your right. Opt out, save on average of $1,100 per year, and defund government unions. Why is that important? Because government unions, let's say teachers unions, fund radical progressives and push for things like males competing, changing, and using the bathroom with females. They support stripping parents of their rights to be involved in critical health care issues of their kids. The National Education Association is the richest union in the country and funds people like Joe Biden and Sherrod Brown. Go to optouttoday.com and stop the enslavement to government unions. Thank you to the Freedom Foundation for your work and support. Speaking of radical, Ohio issue one is being pitched as an amendment that protects women's health and Lifts the ban on abortion in Ohio. I read that crazy postcard yesterday. Do you remember that? Both lies. Lies being promoted, by the way, by liars in the press. Major papers, television stations. There's one bozo on Twitter. I read him every day. All he does, all he does is half truth. And it's sad because people like my dad, people like my grandparents, they were raised and uh, grew up and were adults during a time that you could turn on the TV or read the newspaper and believe what you saw and read. Not anymore. But there is a voice in the desert that is speaking truth and working to truly protect women in Ohio. Amy Natosi represents that voice and the protection. Amy is spokeswoman for Protect Women Ohio and is setting the record straight on Ohio Issue 1. Amy, welcome to The Bruce Woolley Show. How are you this morning?
2: I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Jack. It's great to be with you.
1: Uh, It's always great to have you. Thank you for the work that you're doing. I understand that black pastors and community leaders have now started to ring the bell on issue one because they're awake to how radical it is and what it is. Uh, What can you tell our listeners about that?
2: That's right. So yesterday actually a public letter was posted from 110 black pastors and community leaders across Ohio speaking out against Issue 1. And this letter is huge because it includes pastors and community leaders from both parties, from all across the ideological spectrum, and they are concerned with how far Issue 1 will go with allowing late-term abortion in Ohio. Uh, They say that Issue 1 is a life and death matter for the Black community, because as we know, abortions disproportionately affect the Black community. Only 13% of Ohio's population is black, but 49% of abortions in Ohio performed on residents are on black women.
1: Say that again, Amy. That's important. Say that again. 13%. Go ahead.
2: Yes, 13% of Ohio residents are black, but they account for 49% of abortions performed on Ohio residents. Wow. And so this truly is a life or death matter for the community, and 110 of our pastors and community leaders came out yesterday speaking out on this and urging those within the community to vote no on issue one.
1: That is powerful, and uh, I'm working to get one of those pastors on the show uh, tomorrow, but in the interim, it is refreshing to know that this issue does cross party and ideological lines. And I've had this argument several times. I feel like I'm banging my head against a brick wall. But this issue would allow abortion up to birth for matters of convenience because of the word health used in the proposed amendment. That would include financial health, emotional health, spiritual health, you name it. And it would also allow minors because of the word individual, which is not declarative of adult or minor. It would allow children to abort and have gender transition processes started without parental involvement. Is that message getting across in your mind to Ohioans?
2: We are working to get it across. I'll tell you, um, Jack, you know better than anybody, the struggle of um, trying to break through mainstream media mm-hmm. and make sure that the truth of issue one is getting out there. Um, that's why it's so important that, you know, you're discussing issue one consistently. Uh, with your listeners, and we're so grateful to have you doing that. Because, um, you know, when we talk to voters, when they hear what issue one is really about, they've told us they will absolutely vote no on it come November. You know, the way it's being framed is about medical freedoms and women's rights. But that couldn't be further from the truth. This amendment actually harms women. It takes away health and safety protections uh, for abortion clinics, which puts women's health at risk. Um, It allows for late-term abortions, which we know the majority of Americans are against. Eighty percent of Americans oppose abortion in the third trimester, and Issue 1 would allow for that. And so the more people hear about Issue 1, the more truth they learn about it, the more opposed they are to how radical this is.
1: So one of the other issues that I'm – and I have heartburn over this issue every night. I have trouble sleeping. It it is that important. This is life or death – To the black community. This is life or death to a generation of unborn, healthy children who will be killed, who will be killed for matters of convenience. And it will be legal in the state of Ohio. The blood will be on our hands as voters. One of the ways that they're pitching this, though, I mean, the people who are in support of this are masters at deception. And uh, their latest charade is uh, a commercial that talks about ectopic pregnancies and miscarriages and how if issue one doesn't pass, then a woman's going to be in danger because an ectopic pregnancy could be fatal and that miscarriages aren't going to be allowed. Can you address that disgusting argument?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure a lot of your listeners have seen this ad that says, we need issue one to protect miscarriage care in Ohio. And that is so untrue. Miscarriages have always been able to be treated in Ohio. It has never been at risk. That has never been on the line. OBGYNs are responsible for caring for both mother and baby, and they will treat the mother should she be experiencing um, the heartbreak of a miscarriage or an ectopic pregnancy, which we know is incredibly dangerous for the mother. And so we have had OBGYNs speaking out on this issue because they are appalled that the party that says they support women is lying directly to women. They're putting these advertisements up, which, you know, expecting mothers could see and think that they can't receive care if they need it. They can't receive emergency care for miscarriages and ectopic pregnancies. So they're running the risk of creating a real public health crisis here, and we are speaking out against it. I know actually earlier this week, State Senator Christina Rogner um, posted on her social media accounts um, that she received a letter from the Ohio Department of Health stating in black and white, that doctors can absolutely treat miscarriages in Ohio. It is not a question. No one is trying to take away that care for women.
1: Amen. Thank you for conveying that. And I'm going to take it a step further. Right now in Ohio, the law of the land should be this heartbeat bill, which would prohibit uh, elective abortions after a heartbeat is detected. Now, a judge in the Cincinnati area has uh, put a restraining order uh, against that law. So abortion in Ohio is is legal up to about 20 weeks. Here's I talked to an OBGYN earlier in the week and I asked him this question. I said, if the heartbeat bill was in practice right now, wouldn't that um, pre- would that preclude somebody from you know ending an ectopic pregnancy or properly dealing with a miscarriage? And he said, absolutely not. Even in that scenario, mm-hmm. this care is afforded. It's absolutely disgusting because I agree with you. What if you have somebody who just gets the the falsehood, right? Whether it's a, a TV report or a newspaper ad or some, you know, campaign literature, and then gets pregnant and out of fear does the wrong thing and ends up, I don't know, severely injured or dead. This is now. Isn't the other issue, by the way? And I'm sorry, I'm going off on this. It just really it really irritates me. Uh, Isn't the other issue as well that this amendment would allow abortion doctors to perform abortions and it would take away the requirement uh, that that would provide some additional protections for women? Tell us what requirements would would be taken away in terms of proximity to a hospital, you know, some additional, um, um, I don't know, psychological care, if you will.
2: Sure. So currently in Ohio, we have common sense health and safety protections in place for women who do undergo abortions. Um, Things like. Uh, clinics need to have hospital-admitting privileges and ambulatory privileges in case there were to be an emergency during the procedure, um, things like they need to be within 30 miles of an emergency room, just common-sense protections for women. Issue one states that the state of Ohio could not burden or interfere with an individual's reproductive decisions. And so these common-sense protections that are in place, like having ambulatory privileges and being in within 30 miles of a hospital would be considered burdens under issue one. Wow. So again, we have this case here of these groups who purport to be um, the protectors of women and fighting for women's rights, and they're doing the exact opposite. They're putting my health and women across Ohio's health at risk. Uh,
1: About 30 seconds here, Amy. I'm sorry that we have to go, but uh, where can our listeners go to learn more or maybe get resources to educate themselves and the people around them?
2: Yes. So protectwomenohio.com is our website. It is a fantastic resource. Um, Would also love to remind voters that the voter registration deadline is coming up here quickly and early voting starts next week on the 11th. So please visit visit protectwomenohio.com and the Secretary of State's website to get registered.
1: Amy Natosi, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Jack. Hey, welcome back in. I want to get right to it. It's his show. I'm just stewarding it and I'm blessed to be doing it. Uh, but here comes the highlight of my day. I want to welcome in Bruce Hooley. Bruce Hooley, welcome to your show. How are you this morning, sir?
3: Thank you, Jack. Great to have you stewarding it and you are stewarding it because the one regret that I have that I'm here at home recovering from uh, surgery is that I have not been able to devote my, any of my energies to of issue one and protect life in Ohio. And so for you to do that in previous segment and to dedicate yourself to that, I just can't thank you enough. And that's kind of the reason, the same reason that I wanted to talk to you today is about protecting life, Yes, but not about unborn life. I'm talking about lives that are in the inner city and in our Columbus City schools that have been poorly served. And we saw yesterday morning, Jack, in a story in the Columbus Dispatch evidence of what I genuinely believe is the most courageous public policy decision by someone who could have easily stayed silent but didn't because they genuinely demonstrated how much they love and care about kids. And so I want to say that I can't even equate how much I admire Jerry Saunders and equity now in education. And the irony of that is, as anyone who's listened to this show, and as you certainly know, if you'd have ever told me Bruce Hooley and Jack Windsor would be extolling opinions put forward by an organization called Equity Now, <laughs> the odds on that would have been pretty short.
1: Might be the end times, Bruce. <laughs> we, might be, <laughs> we might be in the final days here uh, with, with Jesus about to you know, step down uh, the steps here. But uh, tell us, what did he do? What did he say? Uh, because truly, I, I, I didn't when I knew that you were going to talk about this, I have not read about it. I have not discussed it. I want to hear it from you so that I can give you my unvarnished feedback on it.
3: This is, a, again, I cannot stress enough the, the epitome of courage doing what Mr. Saunders and his organization did, coming out saying our organization of black business leaders will not support the $100, $100 million levy for Columbus City Schools. We demand the resignation of Jennifer Adair as the board member because you have failed us. You have failed our kids. You are failing our kids. You are not transparent. And essentially, if you want to colloquialize it, it is the gravy train ends. We demand better. And this is significant because, A, we know Columbus City Schools spends too much and gives far too little. We know the test scores are terrible. We know that the kids are not being served. I had the privilege Saturday night of emceeing a charity auction that is driven by – Men and women from the New Albany Presbyterian Church, who for several years have invested heavily, in every way, in Lyndon McKinley and Lyndon McKinley's football program. You yep. say, "Oh, football! What's a big deal?" Huge deal. What they've done is they've built pride in a community that used to be over abundant with pride. Just amazingly great pride at Linden. But we all know what's happened to Linden. We all know what's happened to Columbus City schools and schools across our country in the inner city. And these gentlemen and and the people who support them, they go down to Linden. They cook a meal every week. They spread the gospel. They support the team. They know the players' names. They're not just writing a check. They're invested. They're invested. And so they buy them gear and all this stuff. And, okay, who cares if the kids have shoes and who cares if whatever – because that builds pride. And yep. as I was talking about what they do, and it builds community. And I was talking at this auction about what they do. There was a young man in the back who I could tell is either on the staff at Linden or plays at Linden. And his smile, Jack, was as wide as could be because he's lived it. He's yep. seen what investment in people's lives can make. And Columbus City Schools, the NEA, the OEA, are invested in themselves. They're not invested in giving kids What they really want and what they really need and they're miss serving parents and the temerity the temerity to put a levy on the ballot when everybody's property in the inner city is escalating and inflation is out of control because it's you know the the property uh, taxes are escalating because the tax rates are going up because it's the six-year assessment was completely tone deaf from the columbus city schools they don't care about their residents at all they care only about themselves And so for Mr. Saunders and equity now to say, no, we demand better. We demand accountability was amazing. And this can go beyond the schools because the way we don't punish crime in the city, and I'll have more on that later in the week, an instance where we don't punish crime, and we turn the victims and the perpetrators of the crimes into victims, both. Accountability is the power washer that strips away the lies that have crippled our inner cities and have ruined lives in schools and neighborhoods.
1: I First of all, I, I love your passion, and I am with you 100%. One of the, the, the coolest things I ever had the opportunity to do was sit on the board of a charter school that was established in one of the poorest neighborhoods in Columbus. And uh, it, was, it was real simple. You show up at this time, and you do this. And you wear and these you clothes this way. Yes. And you have a
3: standard. Yes. And We expect more of you. Yes. And it's not bad of us to expect more of you. And that's why for Mr. Saunders to do this. Look, we all know the numbers, right? The, 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 the black community is painted as disloyal if they don't support agenda items that the leaders in the black community tell them to support. They say horrible things about people who want to have a, a, a enlarge their understanding or have a different idea or even want to explore a different idea. If you're not following what we tell you to follow, you're not authentically black or you don't authentically care about black issues. God's economy is not a colored economy. There's no difference between white and black in the economy of God. He cares about people. He wants people's hearts and hearts are colorless. Amen. so these are godly values. I don't know if it's the motivation for Mr. Saunders in equity now, but he's walking out godly values and demanding accountability. And it's just, Dak, I'm not exaggerating. I read the story yesterday morning, and I cried reading it because it's the first time that I've had real hope that we can help the kids in the city who have been so misserved.
1: Bruce, I'm going to couple this. I don't know if you heard Amy. Uh, It was a, a longer interview. But at one point in my interview with Amy, right before you came on air, we talked about black Pastors and community leaders, over 100 of them, have signed a letter that said, no, we're not supporting issue one because it's going to kill healthy children. 13% of blacks make up uh, Ohio's population, but 48% of them are aborted. Um, I've got hope. I've got hope that the bell is being rung. I've got hope, as you do, that uh, the black community is paying attention. That this is not a party issue, this is a life issue, this is a value issue. Thank
3: you for saying that. I've learned so much, and I know we're up against it. Yep. People, there are no political solutions. There are better political solutions than another alternative solution, but the solution is God's truth, the solution is serving each other. That is not Republican or Democrat left or
1: right. We love you, dude. We're praying for you. you. Can't wait to have you back here. Thanks for being with us today, Bruce. Thank you so much, yeah. All right. On the other side of this break, Auditor Keith Faber on Issue 1 and the Ohio Redistricting Commission. Stay tuned to 98.9 FM, The Answer.